Welcome to Your Brain On by Salience Learning. I'm Karen Foster. And I'm Krista Gerhard. Hello, excited to be here today on Your Brain On and to talk about the Critical Thinking Capability Academy. And very excited to welcome uh, Amy Parent to the podcast today. Amy's recorded and been part of this broadcast before. She's coming up and celebrating her one year anniversary soon at Salience. And it's been quite a year, Amy. What's been the most memorable? Wow. The entire year has been quite memorable. We've accomplished everything from building a whole academy to increasing our team and launching our academy, which is pretty exciting. So there's been a lot to remember, a lot, lot to take away this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of all a blur actually, right? As we look back and think, uh, what, ha- what haven't we done in terms of uh, finding an LMS and finding video production and writing scripts and various other uh, nuances of many different things. Uh, it has been quite a fast moving environment with so many changes and especially with the pandemic over the past two years, really jumpstarting it with technology, especially in the life sciences industry. Um, I'd love to note, and maybe our listeners, you can share with them, how you feel our approach to designing the Critical Thinking Capability Academy really aligns to those cutting edge best practices of digital technology or digital deployment. Yeah, so it's it's almost like um, my life's work finally coming into into play is what I like to say. What I love about the approach that Cillian's Learning took behind these academies is it leverages everything we know that really works and makes learning impactful. It's focused on that. And this really gets to the idea that, you know, while my background and a lot of my work is in learning technologies, that's not how I approach the design of learning. And most of us don't, we know that, right? And we didn't take that approach. We we focused in on everything from the small exercises that work, the kinds of examples that are needed in those um, practice activities and, and such, and in the content and what we do need and what we don't need. We focused on those things. Um, and then we just pulled in the technology where we found it added additional value or it was going to be the most impactful. And I think knowing that we grounded the design, the architecture, the engineering of this in what works in learning, I think is what differentiates us and differentiates a lot of other programs out there that are not pulling all of that opportunity in. Well, I I know I've learned a tremendous amount from you over the past year in, especially since coming into this project, I I hadn't really designed much in a digital or e-learning space. My expertise was in live and virtual instruction. And so you, you brought with you this amazing perspective of objectifying our our learning and instruction into really these very core elements that could stand alone in in a particular instance or be sequenced together and, and, and bundled, right, to create these experiences that as you said, really work with the science of learning that we know. And and for me, it was a true passion because I felt that in my life's work in some ways, because 
you brought the digital view and the, the, the micro learning perspective to a subject matter that I'm particularly passionate about, which is critical thinking. And we were able to blend those two together in this in the past year. And it's really been amazing to to, to see the, the, the product evolve and see the solution grow. Of course, we had, uh, I think at last count, maybe 15 other uh, internal and external team members who were a part of the design and, and the build, the writing of the scripts and the, the the scenarios and the language and the the dialogue between two maybe medical science liaisons or two individuals who are first line leaders in really making the the content and, and the the concepts of critical thinking come alive. So it doesn't didn't sound so bland and theoretical. I don't know what you thought. Yeah, I I agree. And if you wouldn't mind me kind of asking a question back to you in coming up with the vision for you know, the, the capability approach and the capability academies, you know, I'd love for you to share with me a little bit about where that came from for you. And to your point, how we then both merged our experiences together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I wish I could put a finger on the day when Salience first decided to build curriculum around critical thinking. Um, I would have to loosely say, gosh, almost at least three years ago, in the sense where this idea around the overwhelming amount of information that individuals are faced with, not just in the life sciences industry, but, but mo mostly such a constant state of launch, what we were, we were hearing from clients, Krista Gerhardt, the other founding partner of Salience and I, constantly hearing about the, you know, trouble, you know, kind of managing the decision-making, the speed of decision-making process, and especially the information overload that people were faced with. And at the time I was taking a, a, a doctorate level course at Rutgers on um, epistemic cognition and the idea of how do we know what we know, and especially how the, the, the core concepts or, or, or abilities to discern what is truth from opinion uh, and, and kind of assess information very quickly and evaluate it was was has really been growing broadly in, in educational circles. And so it was kind of the juxtaposition of both those two events. We were hearing clients in life sciences say things like, you know, our learners are, are, are struggling with this constant state of change and the constant state of, of of information overload and at the same time taking courses that taught little concepts on, on how critical thinking or thinking skills could aid us in this information overloaded world. So it was kind of those two things that brought critical thinking to life back three years ago. And I know it was part of our trainer academy curriculum. And then we created a curriculum for first line managers at a major pharmaceutical client and they loved it and they loved it so much it was deployed globally. And, and that curriculum was our you know 1.0 version of in virtual deployment and focused a lot on why critical thinking and what is it and this, the idea of it's a broader, like you said, capability rather than a discrete set of, of skills, say account planning skills or selling skills. So, so it's really, critical thinking and other capabilities like it, like strategic thinking or generating insights are more of this superpower kind of broad, broadly applicable set of actions that can enable a person not only to function in very VUCA environments, right, volatile, uncertain, ambiguous environments, but also to supercharge their skills. So the idea that they can then, from an educational terms called transfer, 
their their skills you know to a wider range of situations right because that was what really was befaulting a lot of us in this very fast-paced world of information so so it was a genesis out of uh you know kind of perfect sets of circumstances and also of uh, a vast interest in seeing it work which was which we have which is pretty powerful as well and if you could summarize like a couple of those big needs or those big gaps that you saw in the space where capability really fills it more effectively, what would those be based on what you just explained? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, the market had already recognized, you know, leadership overall is the capability uh, navigating an organization, organizational navigator or catalyst, an individual who can identify the, the system that they are the broader system that they're part of and be able to effectively uh, advocate or navigate for strategy to be implemented across there. So things like, again, leadership or organizational catalyst, organizational navigator, critical thinker, really a, a advocate, a product advocate. We've seen the individuals in customer facing roles evolve from this idea of being a salesperson of a product to being more of a, a patient advocate and patient advocacy. So that 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 broader sort of lens and set of, of things is really the gaps that we've been hearing now across all capabilities. Yeah, you know, I resonate a lot with some of what you were saying there in terms of, you know, that shift, that shift of what was traditionally true, maybe even as as soon as just before the pandemic to a broader set of capabilities that whether you're in this role or that role, you need to be able to carry through into the future. You know, so things, for example, you mentioned, you know, leadership capabilities and some of some of what is expected there now today, even the simple things in terms of managing teams, you know, virtually communications and coaching and things like that. It doesn't matter if you're a manager or a director or whatever, you know, these are, these are shifts in the way that you work um, that are kind of expected. And I think in knowing that, are there any particular areas, especially, you know, on, in pharmaceutical and life sciences where you've seen that, that, that larger capability need? Actually, I'll kind of basically, I'll, I'll tweak a bit of your question because when you were talking, it, it triggered something in my mind around really the why also for this shift is the focus on on learning culture and learning development across the life sciences industry. So, so what we were seeing was an environment where, as we mentioned, individuals had struggles with these broader kinds of of capabilities, they're struggling with the, the fast-paced, ever-changing environment, which typically skills that are sequential and almost narrow in their transfer area, they don't have enough agility. So what was also going on was the, the, the life science in industry was starting to really prioritize the learning culture and the professional development. Um, and, and not to say that they hadn't in the past, but more of lifelong professional development and seeing that that bigger picture. And so with those things going on, I think it was a merger of all the different factors that made capabilities and are making capabilities really a focus of, of learning solutions at this point. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Brain On. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Krista Gerhardt. And I'm Karen Foster. And we'll see you next time.